0: Hi, uh, Goblin Sentryman here. So, recently I've been just noodling about a simple chase mechanic. One that's not too fiddly, but has a little bit of drama. Um, and the idea, my concept of it at least, was that it would be kind of like a random encounter. Sort of like you, you kind of, you are in a sort of hex crawl kind of scenario, and you encounter a ship and you're on another ship, for example, and you, you decide you want to outrun them because they look scary, you know, pirates or whatever. Um so I thought how would what was a sort of simplish way of doing this that has a little bit of kind of back and forth, so it's not just one roll but and you escape or but then again, not so much that it's too involved. I mean, I guess again to the point where there's no kind of narrative control, but I suppose we can talk about that in a sec so i thought basically part of like for example in the heart of the sea for example you're rolling 2d6 to to determine um which which hex you move into effectively so i thought it would be nice is to pinch those two dice together so you still have your two top faces but with the dice kiss each other, that's kind of that's one face. But then there's the opposite faces to those, and they could be the other two d6. Now, of course, you could just roll another set of two six. But I think d6. But I think it's quite nice to make the dice work harder, so you get more information out of one roll. But all right, so effectively it's another roll of two d6. It's not quite independent of the first two rolls, but it's pretty much pretty much there. Um, so what you do is. Um, you add those two up, so of course you're getting a, a pseudo bell curve between 2 and 12. And that sets your relative distance or separation. So, you know, maybe in a, in a sea adventure that's, you know, nautical miles. You know, where six miles is, is that too far? Maybe that's too far, but, you know, maybe hundreds of feet or something. You know, whatever your relative distance is, such that two is basically on top of each other. You know, more or less caught. And 12 is far away, so I guess, you know, why would you have not noticed this ship before now? I guess the crew's asleep, the guy in the crow's nest is not awake, or whatever it is. So, 2 is on top of you, and 12, you you see them on the horizon. And then, what you need to do to escape your pursuer, so you have your relative distance, and then you just simply roll a 2d6, and if you roll under the distance... So, again, if they've rolled a 6, you need to. If you roll under 6, you move two more units away. So, 6 goes to 8. If you roll under again, it goes to 10. And if you roll under again, it goes to 12, which means you've escaped. But, of course, if you roll over it, it jogs back the other way. So, if you get to, let's say you, roll, you rolled under 6 and went to 8. And then you rolled over, you rolled a 10. Well, they, they've caught up again. So, there shouldn't be too much. And because, I think, is it, it feels like a, a tunnel goon mechanism and forgive me if I'm wrong because I haven't studied that system I know it's short so it doesn't require study but it feels a bit like that so that you know you you, you're progressing and becomes easy in this scenario anyway it becomes easier to escape the further you are away and the harder you escape the closer you get to to your opponent so once you hit a tipping point you it's going to resolve hopefully quite quickly Um, now I guess I can hear hear people thinking well how does this take account of like conditions or a faster ship? So what I figured is, if you've got a faster ship and you're fleeing, you can roll 3d6 and pick the lowest two. But if the pursuer has a faster ship, then you roll 3d6 and pick the highest two. And that reflects the, the chances to escape. Um, and then finally, what you could do is add, say, a plus or minus one, depending on conditions. So if you're a sailboat escaping a rowboat, rowboat pursuer, say... You're in a dinghy, and they're in a, you know, an eight-man row skiff. If these are even the right words. Um, and you've got the wind in your favour, maybe you get a plus one to that roll. So um, that can introduce a little bit of, a little bit of control. And if you want a bit of narrative, maybe the crew are throwing jetsam and flotsam over the side of the boat, so that lightens the ship, um, so that you maybe can go quicker. So that might give you a plus one. So there's a little bit of control there. Um, Of course, this could apply to a car chase or a foot race or something. Um, But, you know, it's just meant to be like a mechanic, like a to hit roll rather than a really narrative event. I mean, for example, in Carapace, there is a kind of a pursuit mechanic. And that does have some narrative control by the players where they spin points and things. But I wanted this to be quite simple so that, you know, you've been chased down by pirates. Do you or don't you escape? And is a little bit of like, you know bit of like jogging up and down and because of the bell curve you're more more often than not going to encounter the pirates or whatever they are um, in the mid-range six or seven so it's going to be 50-50 that seems reasonable you know more most of the time you'll see your your foes with some with a little bit of room to maneuver but if you're unlucky they'll be really close upon you for whatever reason and therefore it's hard to escape that kind of almost makes sense doesn't it in a pursuit when you're when the pursuer is close like a lion chasing an antelope. Um, When they're close, they're quite willing to keep really try for it. But as as the antelope gets further and further away, they sort of tend to lose enthusiasm because it gets harder and harder to make their ground up and think, oh, whatever, give it up. So, you know, that's the general idea. I really thought I had one more thing to say. Um, Let me think. Hmm. Well, I sense an addendum coming, <laughs> um, but maybe there won't be. So yeah, that, that that's it in a nutshell. Um, you know, like all these things, you get a little bit paranoid. It's been done before in some fashion. And uh, I, to be fair, I have not Googled pursuit mechanics, so I'm sure there's lots. Well, I know there's lots and lots out there, but I I do notice that a lot of people do do grumble about having a good pursuit mechanic. So I'm not saying this is a a great one, but I think it, I think it could be fun. And I have in the past just thought it would be really good to write actually a hex flower pursuit mechanism, you know, one for essentially vehicles where you'd have one vehicle, one path on the left and one path on the right, one for the pursuer, one for the pursuee. And if the pursuer can get to you before you get to exit, then they catch you. But in the meantime, there can be narrative events happening on the hex flower related to both, both the pursuer and the pursuee. You know such that while they're in touching risk distances there's a sort of relative distance separation between them and you know things can happen that are narrative at that point so I'm just imagining two cars chasing each other and then one car's trying to get away and the other guy's trying to track them down and you know one could have a flat tire or skid and while the other one does this and that and in the meantime they you know the, there's a separation distance between the parties and therefore they're whether they're in range or not but anyway I'll um there's a post on my blog, if you want to read the mechanic. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So under this mechanic, since it's a roll under, if you roll a 2, well there's no way you can escape, is there? Because they've already, you've already been caught when you're setting the initial distance. So I guess you could say it has to be equal or under to escape. Or you could say equal is a tie where the separation doesn't increase or decrease. You might think it's a bit unfair that you know, they're right on top of you and you can't escape if it's a roll-under system, if you roll a two for the separation distance. But that might be fair enough. You might just say, well, too bad, they they completely caught you by surprise. Or the other way you could go is, well, if they do have this modifier, like a plus one, you know, on that first round, if they do some, like, super-duper event, like, use wind, you know, wind spell or something, magic user, then you might give them that plus one. Can they roll snake eyes and a plus one to get that, that little bit of a lead? And then can they... Can they get the rest of the rolls they need to, <laughs> um, you know, and then they have a faster ship. So they have the 3d6, so they've got a good chance of rolling snake eyes as long as they've got that plus one as well. And then they could potentially use the disadvantage dis- and advantage mechanic to pull away, but it's, it's going to be tricky. All right, that's um, possibly overly long, um, but yeah, there you go. Just a thought. Cheers. Have a good one. Vaccines are on the way, so I'm feeling optimistic about that. Um, sanity's sort of getting restored in the US, I think, with any luck. Um, and um, Christmas is on the way, 1st of December. All right, cheers, bye.